0: Hey guys, it's me, Colton. Um, before we start off with this episode of the podcast, uh, I felt the need to uh, come on and give a little disclaimer that uh, we did have some audio issues for this episode. Uh, thankfully, everything is pretty listenable. I just wanted to put out there that we unfortunately had some audio issues on my end and on our guest Nate's end as well. Uh, with Nate's, Nate's isn't as bad because uh You know, unfortunately, uh, Nate didn't have their earbuds in while we were recording. So their side of the audio kind of picks up bits of uh, mine and Sakaki's side of the conversation. So you might hear bits and pieces of those within his audio. Uh, I did my best to clean that up as much as possible. But there's still like itty itty bitty bits in there, uh, here and there, I should say. And then uh, I guess as for my audio, when we recorded this episode, I did not realize that I was having issues with my mic until uh afterwards because depending on what setting i have my microphone on it picks up a lot of static and uh it wasn't as bad when we recorded this episode but since then basically depending on what setting i have it on it just picks up complete static and i definitely have to pick up another mic at some point but i have it on another setting now so it doesn't sound super bad or anything it still sounds pretty okay but i know eventually i need to pick up another one soon and uh Uh, hopefully I will do that soon, but I just wanted to let you guys know that, uh, my audio all throughout this episode sounds pretty, like, crackly a little bit, and I don't really like how it turned out. Uh, I promise that won't happen again, and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry for the way it sounds. I tried to do my best to clean it up as much as I possibly could, but it it just, it just sounds pretty, like, crackly and and staticky kind of all throughout the episode and again I really apologize for that um, but that's just kind of how it turned out it still it still sounds okay you know it still sounds listable like it doesn't sound so bad to where I thought oh we should re-record this whole thing you know but I just just wanted to put it out there um I didn't really like how my audio turned out but again it it, it could sound a lot worse literally like I said uh the, the next time I tried to use my mic it was just literally all static and i couldn't hear myself so like trust me it, it it could have sounded a lot worse but uh just wanted to put that out there just wanted to warn you guys ahead of time but thankfully the episode still sounds pretty good uh you know d- despite that but uh yeah uh enough of me blabbing on uh why don't we just get right into the episode and cover the final match of the 21st tenkaichi tournament To Another Day Another Adventure, a podcast dedicated to talking about every Dragon Ball cartoon ever. I'm your host Colton, and with me as always is my good friend Sakaki. How's it going, bud?
1: Going great. Going great. Glad to be back on this adventure, this long adventure of ours. <laughs>
0: yeah, it never <laughs> ends. Uh... <laughs> So, once again, we have a very special guest on the show today uh, to help us talk about Dragon Ball. Uh, with us on the show today, I'm going to say a pretty good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Nate Ming, uh, formerly Customer Service Manager at Crunchyroll, now currently working at Copic, and the, uh, the artist and co-creator of a little webcomic called uh, Shaw City Strikers. You should go check that out. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Nate?
2: Doing all right. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really excited to talk
0: about Dragon Ball. All right, and we're really excited to have you. Um we we were kind of talking off mic. We we've been like wanting to like do some kind of podcasting thing for like a long time, so I'm I'm really excited that like I can finally have you on one of my shows. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um but yeah, on this episode of the podcast we're going to be talking about episodes 26 to 28 of the original 1986 Dragon Ball anime. Uh and we're going to be concluding the 21st Tenkaichi tournament. Uh, we, we finally got to the big fight. The big final fight between Goku and Jackie Chun. Definitely not Master Roshi. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> this is kind of the first time we have like a multi-episode fight, which is kind of interesting because like, as we kind of talked about throughout the whole podcast, like, it's been kind of a weird experience going from like, what I'm kind of more familiar with with Z where it's like things just take way longer than they need to because that's just how things are uh to like the brisk pace of the drag like the original Dragon Ball anime it's just it's a really weird transition but um
2: Well, original Dragon Ball, you're kind of you're moving at this really steady clip, like you're you're going places and there's like a goal to do a thing, you know, Goku and company have to go find the Dragon Balls or stop Red Ribbon Army or something like that. So it's very clear, like we go from A to B to C, whereas with with later Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, it's like, here's a bad guy and you're they're going to fight him. However long that takes. <laughs> and <that's, laughs> while I don't mind the taffy pull of, of Dragon Ball Z, it's just kind of nice to have this like this steady pace of an adventure. Because like Dragon Ball itself is 42 volumes from Pilaf to Boo. And then if you look at the manga, it's like 16 volumes of what we know as Dragon Ball. And then The other like 35 or 36 is what we know as Z, and that just that's a lot of material. Oh, yeah, and then it's stretched out in the anime,
0: so yeah, no, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I definitely have my own thoughts on kind of the pace of these episodes in particular as compared to the rest of the show so far. But um, before we kind of like go down the rabbit hole here, um, Nate, it's your first time in the show, uh, so uh, we do kind of want to introduce you to our listeners for those who don't know you. Um, And I'm just going to ask you the same question that I kind of ask everybody who comes on to our show new. And I feel like I know the answer to this. But again, just for our listeners, uh, did you get into Dragon Ball through Toonami? And if not, how did you?
2: No. uh, So Toonami came out when I was in high school. Uh, I'll start the story at the beginning. In 1993, uh, we moved to Okinawa. My dad was in the military. And so we moved from Washington State to Okinawa where he was going to be stationed. And how housing works for military bases is that you have to wait for them to get a house ready for you. So you stay usually at an off-base hotel while they get that ready for you. And while we were waiting in the hotel, we're just relaxing for like weeks, um, I was flipping through the channels. There was one English language channel, which was run by uh, the military there. And then there was... A number of Japanese channels. And one Wednesday night, I was flipping through and I see this cartoon where a guy in an orange suit is fighting a weird bug monster on a square stage. (laughs) (laughs) I see this and I'm like, oh, cool. They're fighting. They're doing martial arts. This looks sick. I can't understand a word. And eventually, like over the coming weeks, he would send who I found out was his son to fight the giant bug monster and the sun transformed, and it was a transformative moment for me, because I knew at that point with the soundtrack and the, the, the energy of it, I didn't understand anything that was going on, but I was still hooked. So I got to see the, the end of the Cell game, Gohan transform into Super Saiyan 2, the day it aired. Oh, wow. That was my introduction to Dragon Ball, was the Cell game a couple weeks of not knowing what was going on, asking friends at school and getting to see this as it aired in Japan. So I got to see all the way to the end of Z, you know, all of the Majin Buu stuff. And I think GT had a couple episodes out by the time that we had left in 1996 to go back to the States. So by the time that Dragon Ball was airing on Toonami, now I'm not going to say I don't like the dub. But the dub of Dragon Ball is something that is very weird and alien to me, as it is not what I grew up with. Like everybody <laughs> saying "Saiyan" instead of "Saiyan," you know. <laughs> uh, the the I, I'm one of the people who says "Goku" instead of "Goku." You know, it's just what I grew up with. You know, that's yeah. This is the Dragon Ball I know in Japanese, and while I am extremely happy that the English dub has introduced it to. This enormous audience, it's something that was like like Masako Nozawa is my Goku, you know? That's the yeah. voice I know. And so getting to it's it's weird, but still exciting to have everybody like getting into Dragon Ball. Like you can you can scream like Kamehame into a room and everybody's gonna finish it for you, you know? <laughs> they know it. That's Dragon Ball, and it's so exciting and cool that everybody knows it. But no, I did not get started with Tsunami. All y'all are babies and new at this.
1: It's funny you say that because, like, I'm from that same generation that by the time Toonami was a thing, I was a teenager. Oh, yeah, But, of yeah, course, no. like, I didn't... I, of course, didn't get it. it it's... I don't know if you've heard the show up until now, but I've actually never seen Z into Japanese until recently because all I had was the dub. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, I own the Dragon Ball, like, DVDs. I bought those. I love Dragon Ball. But, like, Z was always kind of a – I didn't hate – I don't hate Z. But like I like Morty exactly what you said before we start talking about this is why I love Dragon Ball. You want, you, want you want the adventure. You
2: want the exactly. The kind of like, yeah.
1: So I I fell in love with Dragon Ball, and it's again, you know, the emphasis on Z everywhere. You can't even really say it's a dub thing. <laughs> so
2: yeah, it's kind of like when when someone <laughs> I, says Dragon Ball, the assumption is Dragon Ball Z because it's so ubiquitous.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh,
2: something else to bring up at that time. So every Wednesday night, the new episode of Dragon Ball Z and later GT would air. But on the same channel, weekdays from Monday through Thursday at 4 p.m., like after school, they would play original Dragon Ball. And that's how I got to see this. So that's how I got my like my culture and learning of like the original Dragon Ball and understanding, you know, where all this came from. And so there's a more complete look at Dragon Ball that way instead of just watching Z.
0: Hmm. So basically you're saying you caught these episodes in reruns? Yes. That's really cool. Uh yeah, no, I, I remember, you know, uh, you know, we follow each other on Twitter, you know, I, I see you every once in a while talk about your experience watching Dragon Ball, you know, as a kid in Japan. Uh, and I think recently when um our, our friends over at uh We Got A Pod, you know, talked about um uh, I for, I think it was Fusion Reborn. It was one of the later movies. No, it was movie thirteen, right? Uh that you got to see in theaters like When it premiered in Japan. got
2: to see that in theaters. So there was a number of Dragon Ball movies I actually saw in theaters. Because one of them... Or not one of them. They showed uh, the first two Broly movies and the BoJack movie at an on-base theater. You just pay for Mm -hmm. one ticket and see all three. Which is really cool. But then by that time... I missed Fusion Reborn in theaters. But Wrath of the Dragon, when that came out, I begged my parents. I was like, oh, please, can we go to the theater? I want to see it (laughs) in the theater. We have to go off base for it, and oh man, that was unbelievable. That was that was a spiritual experience.
0: Oh man, I I can only imagine. Uh, no, but yeah, it, it's okay, Nate. I'm I'm the only baby here. Um, <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pre- I've looked this up before, and I don't want to make everybody feel old, but like I'm pretty sure because I was curious, I looked up like what was the newest episode of Dragon Ball Z that aired, like, around the time I was born? And I think it was around that episode where Gohan transforms the Super Saiyan 2.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, God. God. You're too young for anything. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. The podcast is run by a baby, and you have to listen to it. That's, that's okay.
2: We, we need the anime babies to keep the, you know, to keep the fandom going. I mean, like like, not to go off topic for too long but like obviously one of my big favorites is Hajime no Ippo and I love that series so much but a lot of the people getting into it right now are really young and that's cool like (laughs) I want new people to get into this because then that keeps it alive and same with Dragon Ball Dragon Ball is old it's gonna turn 40 soon so like Uh. (laughs) I want more people like yes there's there's the movies there's super there's all this stuff and it's just gonna keep the machine going so yeah
0: yeah, I'm genuinely convinced that Dragon Ball is still going to be around when we're all dead. Like it's just <laughs> going to be it's just going to be one of those things that's just going to be around forever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that that's seriously really cool. That that was like one of the reasons I was like really looking forward to having you on is because I'm I'm pretty sure your history like beats out pretty much everyone we've had on the show so far <laughs> <laughs> in terms of how long they've been into the franchise, but
2: <laughs> when when the episode comes live, I will put some posts afterwards showing some strange dragon ball merch i've collected over the years
0: oh that'd be fucking cool yeah you 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 definitely got to do that so look forward to that listeners yeah i mean like and of course not
1: just the length that you've been to dragon ball but the fact that you got to watch it on tv not not reruns for z at least but as it was airing which i i always think about that when i'm watching anime like or especially older ones where I'm like, geez, what it would have been to be like a kid in Japan while this was airing weekly and talking about it around the table with your buddies and everything like that. I'm So like, we, I mean, we had it, a
2: friend. We had a friend. I obviously didn't know like barely any Japanese at the time. But we had a friend, uh, Makoto, who is no longer with us, unfortunately, so rip him. I hope – I, you know, we, we miss him all. But Makoto was the one who would always tell us, like, okay, here's what happened last episode. Like, every Thursday morning, we're, like, ready. We come back and we watch the episode the, the previous night. We kind of know what's going on because there's only a few select, like, plot points in every Dragon Ball episode, you know? So we talked to Makoto and Makoto's like, oh, this is what happened. And he – said he was gonna do this but then he didn't we're like oh so that's all the you know like that was what kept us going was knowing what was going on you know despite the fact that we didn't speak any japanese
0: (laughs) that is is really super cool so um but yeah i mean i guess unless there are any other memories you want to share i guess we can get right into the episodes
2: now let's let's go to the tournament let's do this
0: yeah uh like i mentioned this is this is the end of the tournament we're finally here uh And we're also finally at the point where I originally dropped the anime, as I've mentioned before in the show, like, this is not my first time trying the anime. I'm obviously very familiar with the manga and the story, but this is around the point every time I had tried to watch it on my own where I kind of stop and I just never really like, I just never really make it past this point. So I'm, I'm really excited to, not to jump like too far ahead, but I'm really excited to like watch the next couple of episodes after this, especially since like, they're all anime-only material, which is interesting. I've heard good things about them, but uh, we'll get to them when we get to them. Uh, so yeah, D- Goku versus Jackie Chun. This conversation is going to be interesting because it's just, just one whole fight.
2: Well, what I, what I think is kind of cool already with, with Jackie Chun is by this point, we've already seen him kind of dismantle everybody he's gone against, you know? Yeah. And we know that he's Master Roshi. We know that. But they don't and you're waiting like is somebody going to notice is somebody going to like be hey this old man is really familiar and we actually get a hint of that in this one with Goku being smarter than he seems
0: yeah i mean the only thing that does goku in is that he's a he's a nice boy who takes everyone at face value no matter what
2: yeah he's uh he's he's pure and <laughs> he's he's pure in two ways one he is pure in that he is untainted by the temptations of of the, the secular world, but he is also like an animal. He has that pure instinct, you know? And that does make him notice, like when Jackie Chun starts, even even the little details where Jackie Chun is like, I'm going to use my Kamehameha to defeat you. And Goku's like, wait, I thought that was Master Roshi's move. And he's like, uh, uh, yes, yes, it is his, <laughs> but I helped him. It's <laughs> ours. So it's, it's one of those things where he he knows that Goku is an idiot, but he can't treat him like an idiot because Goku is actually smarter than he seems in that like very
0: animalistic pure kind of way. Mm-hmm. He's he's fight smart. He's intellectual when it comes to fighting
1: essentially. Yeah. I mean like it, it's a thing where like he he get he's on the right track, but unfortunately as like Colton said, it's because he's kind of pure in that way. He doesn't think that this guy wouldn't fool me. Like, yeah, People he has don't to be. Why? Lie. Who lies? Yeah, yeah. Why would Why would he do that? And you know, I mean, even like, I guess logically, you would think, why would Master Roshi want the guys himself to be in this tournament anyway? So, even if you weren't Goku, you have that. But, like, yeah, it's like, he's on the right track, but then he's just like, nobody would lie to me. So, clearly, if this guy says he's not Master Roshi, then he must be his relative. And I just love that he pulls out a family chart, a family <laughs> tree,
2: like, as if that's a casual
1: thing that he just walks around with. You're Master Roshi. No,
0: no, 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 no. See, I'm check his cousin. A chart. Check. Mm-hmm. See, here, there's a chart <laughs> right here. <laughs> He, he just he just made that and had it had it on him just in case <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like how prepared he is um, oh yeah don't make me tap the sign like <laughs> 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 um, um, we we were talking about that bit where you know goku's like oh you know the Kamehameha and everything i i I do like how jackie Chun quote-unquote kind of takes the time to like show him how he does the Kamehameha and he does all these like Extraneous moves or whatever, even doing like the sumo thing and like the crowd kind of gets into it. I kind of, I that gave me a good laugh. I thought that was pretty
1: fun. Oh yeah, I also love how the crowd is just so into Goku winning too. That was that was great. Like everybody's heart stopped when he was like out the ring and everything like that, and even throughout the fight, they're cheering for this kid and everything. And it's, I just really love that.
2: Well, it's also that thing of it's it's the world's biggest tournament. This kid, this 12-year-old kid has entered the tournament and done amazing and blown past everybody's expectations and he's doing such cool stuff. So the crowd is way behind him. It's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um one of the few things that I that like bothers me but doesn't because we we get a lot of times during this tournament in general where it's like, "Oh no, Goku's going to fall out of the ring. He's definitely going to be out this time." And you know, the first time it's like, "Okay, he called for Kintoun like that that's fine. You can use that once. That's like the one thing you can that you can use one time or whatever. But you know, the the second time it happens, I kind of forgot what was coming up. So I was like, okay, how is he going to get out of this one? And then he just and then he just flies with his tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing where it's like Goku flying was a big deal back then.
2: Like we, it's it's such second nature now, you know. But now it's like, oh crap, he's flying. Will he use that in the future? No, he won't. But it's it's a cool one time <laughs> thing. To get out of this. Like, if you look at a lot of action manga from that time period, you look at, like, Fist of the North Star and Jojo and, you know, Saint Seiya and, well, Dragon Ball right next to them. All of them have a lot of, like, pull it out of your ass energy. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, the secret to his survival literally came out of Goku's ass and allowed him to to fly with this helicopter tail that we never see again, you know, Vegeta or Broly would never do such a thing, but Goku would, because, like you said, he's fight smart, he's a creative thinker.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, manga back then could get away with that kind of thing a lot more, whereas nowadays we have the internet in its current form and, like, you just can't really do that kind of stuff as much anymore, um... I'm just can't, can't I'm just, do that anymore. <laughs> I'm just
1: sitting here thinking about how like uh, Sonic Team said they were very clearly influenced by Dragon Ball. That's why you have Super Sonic, and say. now you've got Goku flying like Tails. Just
0: saying, yeah, just saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah, that can't be a coincidence. I don't <laughs> think so. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I also and I, I might touch on this a little bit here and there. We were kind of talking about the pace of uh, the anime overall. I I do feel like this is around the point where, like, and I I mean, we kind of gotten some of these bits here and there, but, like, I felt like with these episodes in particular, there were definitely a lot of points where it's like, okay, we got to extend this a little bit to make it to the end of the episode, and I thought, like, it it takes a... I mean, I guess it could take longer, but like it takes about like almost a minute to kind of get to the reveal of Goku flying with his tail because we have to like th- like the crowd has to like catch up and be like, oh, ho oh, oh. like there's literally like different sections of the crowd that like notice in like one shot. Where they just kind of replay, like, the same, like, crowd reaction noises?
2: Well, there's there's the crowd reaction shot. There's Bulma and Oolong sitting in one place. There's Krillin and Yamcha in one place. You know, like, the different areas. There's the announcer. There's Jackie Chun. You got to go through all of them in escalating importance order. And then yeah. we see what happens. And the more people that are there, you know, the more they're going to go through it. So... <laughs>
0: Uh, i mean again i'm I'm kind of used to that at this point, but it was kind of funny there there is there is like a bit of that all throughout some of these episodes the, the stuff that I don't particularly like about Z kind of like trickles its way in a little bit but it's 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 not to the point where it's like i don't know what you would call it, offensive yet I don't know Namek levels
1: yeah go ahead and say it. it's fine
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can you can refer to Namek here we all know about Namek.
0: <laughs> yeah can't wait to get to that um <laughs>
2: fine just do like five episodes per pod instead of like three (laughs) i mean we're
1: gonna have at at some point yeah (laughs) yeah at some point we're gonna probably uh, obviously we'll discuss this at some point but yeah we're we're probably gonna have to pick up the pace a little bit
0: especially when it gets to z yeah but anyway we'll cross that bridge when we get to it um we have our first beam collision that's a big thing yeah with the kamehamehas and everything which uh I, I, I did like a lot of how that looked I I like the shot in particular where, where like Goku shoots his Kamehameha and you kind of have the camera like turn around as he shoots it or whatever a lot of a lot of grid shots here and there which is kind of interesting and I also I also like how after that Roshi kind of throws in a, like a little fourth wall breaking joke where he's like oh man what am I gonna do I better better think of something before the end of the commercial break or whatever <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty good um and then I guess also speaking of first, um, I'm pretty sure these are our, like our first like after image techniques, which is pretty cool. Those will definitely get done to death at some point. But, you know, I, I like this moment in particular because, you know, here-, here and there we get a lot of like examples of how Goku will literally evolve like in the middle of a fight or whatever. And I thought this was a good example of like, you know, with the after images and, uh, you know, Roshi tricks him at first. And then you know he does the same. Not only does he do, uh, do the same thing to Roshi, you know uh, he thinks he's pulling the same trick on him, but actually it's not that after image. It's just the one afterwards that he should watch out for. Like I, I thought that was a, that was a pretty cool scene.
2: Something I like about original Dragon Ball, and not to say that Z does not do this, but like instead of focusing on the strength of a character, it's more the cleverness of like here's the tools you have. Try to come up with something because Dragon Ball doesn't have like say like Yu Yu Hakusho or or Flame of Wreck or yeah, something right. like that where they really like go into detail about how like I use this move this way and yeah. I did the chess game thing and flipped it on you. But with Dragon Ball, they're usually pretty clever. Whoever comes up with some even later on in Z, they do this where usually who can pull out just that little bit of smartness is who comes out sure. on top. And it's just really satisfying to see at this point where everybody's roughly at the same power level. Like some people are definitely like, you know, Master Roshi, Jackie Chun is just a little bit stronger or he's a little bit smarter. And that's what allows him to like, you know, how how this fight goes, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is not like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or whatever, where we have like really specific powers that you have to find a very specific way to counter like... A, lo- a lot of fights in Dragon Ball are usually pretty straightforward and simple, but, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's around this point in onwards where we do kind of get these fights where, like, you know, like I was saying, Goku has to basically evolve in the middle of battle. Yes. Uh, and he kind of has to think on his feet, which is, which is always cool. And then, uh, we get to the point where, uh, Jackie Chun uses the Sweet Ken, the, the drunken, drunken fist. I think that's what it's called. This was around the point where I was like, oh, man, it's a good thing we're having Nate on, uh, Mr. I mean, I don't know what you would say, Nate, but like, I, I kind of consider both you and Grant, like, kind of the like the martial art movie <laughs> experts that I know. So, yeah, this was this was the bit where I was thinking, oh, it's kind of funny that we're having Nate. I mean, I kind of feel bad. I, I meant to like, um I, I meant to look up like, what's it called? The Drunken Fist movie. I think it's oh, a uh, Chan movie. Drunken
2: Master. Well, there's yes, Drunken Master yes. in the oh, '70s, yes, yes, yes. and then they did Drunken Master Two in the '90s, and that one was bananas. That got re- that got re-released in the U.S. as Legend of the Drunken Master. It got like dubbed over, and they cut okay. some of it, like they did with every martial arts movie that gets brought to the states. But um, yeah, so that's that's one of the greats. And because you know Jackie Chun is obviously a reference to Jackie Chan, like every yeah. every Dragon Ball name is either a pun or a reference. So it's it's great. I love it. Puns are the greatest form of humor. Wordplay is wonderful. I'm, I'm using my platform to spread truth
0: about <laughs> puns.
2: And Dragon Ball having having all these great names. So Jackie Chun is obviously Jackie Chan. And so they decide to go with one of his most famous roles is Drunken Master. And we have Jackie Chun doing the, the Sui Ken or Jue Chuan. You know, he's really like getting into it and beating the crap out of Goku. And it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I sent a screen cap of this to Sakaki earlier. I, I love the bit where, like, it, it's it's almost kind of like Goku and Jackie Chun are, like, doing a bit. Or, like, Jackie Chun's drunk, and then Goku comes in from the other side of the screen, kind of looks at him, and kind of, like, scolds him like they're married or whatever. All like, oh, you came home drunk again!
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do with you? Yeah. That, and there all his energy as she voiced that line was also great. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Well, what's great about it, too, is, like, they're each kind of, like trying to one up the other with the techniques. They use the Kamehameha. They don't work because they cancel each other out. Okay, yeah. drunken fist. Okay, you've got drunken fist. Here's my Junken fist, you know? And so yeah. Goku brings that out and finds ways to like get on top. And each time they're they're just a little bit ahead of each other. The fight is very, very
0: even all the way to the end. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's a real like give and take uh pull and push kind of thing. Um one thing I thought was really interesting, and again I sent Sakaki this too, but um there's a really interesting change with around this point in the fight from manga to anime where um it's a good thing I kind of skimmed through the manga ahead of time because I wouldn't have remembered this. Uh so obviously Goku's counter at this point to the drunken fist is his uh I guess monkey fist is we're gonna call it where in the manga compared to the anime he's a lot more feral and kind of scary, and he just starts, like, lunging at Jackie Chun and scratching his face and stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whereas in the anime, he's a lot more playful, like... How you would expect like a more cartoon monkey to act or whatever, and like I really wonder what like the thought process was behind like that change. I can't help but wonder if maybe like maybe the people at Toei thought like maybe we should make Goku not a feral monkey that might scare kids or something. I don't that's know. That's
2: probably the the mindset that I was thinking of because like kids love Dragon Ball is made for kids and yeah yeah seeing like it's it's already probably kind of scary for little kids to see Goku turn into the Great Ape like that's pretty scary but seeing yeah. regular goku it's it reminds me of okay you know the part in thriller where michael jackson gets the cat eyes and the fangs yes that <laughs> yes. scared the <laughs> shit out of me as a kid <laughs> <laughs> that would do the same thing of here's here's goku he's like a cool little kid and has adventures and whatever and now he has fangs and his eyes are rolled back in his head and he's drooling and he's going to rip your fucking face off <laughs> <laughs> i mean like an actual monkey Yes, exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to fight a monkey. I'm like six feet tall and have martial arts training. I'm not going to fight a fucking monkey, and that's what makes it scary. Because Goku is like four feet of like martial rage, and now he's a now he's like a feral animal who's going to kill you. That's that's really what Super Saiyan should have been. Is like <laughs> Vegeta gets the golden hair and the regal aura of a prince, and blah blah blah, and Goku just turns into an animal and mauls you like. <laughs> Your character, like contrast.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Oh, Vegeta should get like the gold hair and then just like g- get on all fours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, I, I'm picturing it and now I kind of want it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm the prince of
0: all saints, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man, somebody should draw that. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting change. But I mean, I think either interpretation works like i honestly i'm kind of leaning towards more goku kind of acting a bit more playful in nature cuz goku is a character very rarely like gets like angry you know and so i feel like especially when we get to like the demon king piccolo stuff i feel like you should you, you should really like save those moments
2: yeah he rarely gets violent unless he's angry like he'll fight somebody and there is action but it's very playful you know he wants to win he doesn't want to hurt the other guy more than he needs to And in this monkey form, it's like he's lost control because Jackie Chun is beating the crap out of him. And it's a good, like, step up escalation because the next thing he's going to do is turn into the great ape. And we get that whole thing to deal with, you know? So if you have him scary as, you know, doing his monkey kung fu, then have him scary as the great ape. It's kind of repeating itself. So making Mm -hmm. him more playful... Kind of benefits the action more and takes you along for a better ride, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not upset with the change. Like I, I think it, I think it actually makes sense. And yeah, I, I stand by it personally. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of that stuff is very fun, even as you know, Goku starts t- t- ripping apart Jackie Chun's face. He'll <laughs> um, <It'll> be fine. <laughs> he's only cartoonishly beaten up. It's fine. Nope, no, no blood is drawn. Uh and I, I also thought this was like an interesting moment because this is around the point where they choose to play like like the instrumental to Makafush uh adventure, Maka yes. which yes. is interesting. But I mean I think I think it makes the scene more fun though. It's like, oh I'm oh man, I'm watching Dragon Ball. This is fun, or whatever.
2: <laughs> His theme is on. Uh, the the
0: like the two little bits I thought were pretty funny. Um I like how th- there's a bit where like Goku kinda like kind of, like, takes a break from the action a bit and, like, kind of, kind of, like, wipes his brow, wipe the sweat off his brow. And then it just lands on the announcer's sunglasses. And I, I literally went, ew, that's gross. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I was announcing that tournament, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Goku's a gross little kid. Like, he's, he's yeah. a little kid and <laughs> thus he's gross. And that's why I like it.
0: You know? That's true. Yeah. Um, the other little bit that i'm I'm not sure if you two like caught because it it happens really quickly. Um, but around the time we get to see, like, Bulma porn, Oolong kind of, like, cheer on Goku, specifically, like, when Oolong's cheering Goku on, there's, like, a split second where, like, someone just throws a bottle at him! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! I didn't catch that! It It happens really, really quickly, and there's, like, he, like, Oolong doesn't have a lot of time to, like, react, but, like, I I had to, like, rewind it, because I was like, oh, that, like... That like happened out of nowhere. Like somebody in the back was like, Hey, sit down, asshole. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, but yeah, the f- first part of this fight, all in all, is like very, very fun. It has a lot of great moments. But, um, then we get kind of into episode 27 where, uh, basically Jackie Chun is, he's had enough of Goku shit. It's time to put him to bed. Basically. <laughs> I also love how the announcer is like, what are you like supposed to be a tournament? Like, what are you doing? And can I make, can I make the tournament look bad <laughs> or whatever?
1: That's been this tournament so far, which is why with the last episode of this fight, which I won't get too hard or far ahead of ourselves. We'll just have time to talk about that, but that's what makes the end of this fight. Like when they're finally just going out at fisticuffs, even better is that we had all these shenanigans leading up to that. where like Jackie Chun just like hypnotizes Goku and puts him to sleep like, yeah, it's just like, what, what aren't you guys supposed to... This is supposed to be a tournament. What are you guys doing? It's not a magic <laughs> show. <laughs> and it, it's great.
2: Everybody else has been, like, using fighting techniques. Like, every now and then you'll see, like, someone has a special move, but everybody's trying to win fights. And at this point... They have tried a bunch of fighting techniques. They have tried, you know, Drunken Fist. They have tried Monkey Kung Fu and Kamehameha and different moves and things like that. And now Jackie Chun's like, okay, I got to take this to the next level. So that's when the magic comes out or like a special technique or whatever. And the announcer's like, wait, what? I did not sign on for this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as many times as the announcer has to forget the count because he's just like bewildered by the bullshit going on around him. (laughs) And Jackie, I love that that's a constant thing. And Jackie's like, uh, you can start
0: counting whenever you want. I mean, you know, that's your job, right? I mean, honestly, if, if I were in Jackie Chun's position, I'd be upset too. I'd be like, dude, count, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to count, but I just need to catch up to the fact that you just put
2: this guy, you just did a bunch of hand things and put this guy to sleep. Like, give me a second. I mean, just, just imagine you're like, you're like refereeing a boxing match. And you're watching these two guys and they're punching each other. And then one guy backs up and throws like a wall of air at the other guy and knocks him out. And you're like, I'm sorry, what, what just happened? (laughs) It's fine. Just count. (laughs) It doesn't say it's illegal to hit him with my, you know, shippu kenden fist. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And this is another one of the few things that like, I couldn't help but overthink, but like, Do you guys think, because obviously at this point, Goku's asleep, and he almost loses because of this, and then obviously Bulma and company are like trying to wake him up, and then Bulma wakes up Goku by telling him it's time for dinner, and that wakes him up, which is is a great joke. Um, Do you guys think that should count as interference? Because I kind of feel like it should. (laughs) That does not
2: count as interference. I do not think it counts as interference, because you can totally... Shout at people from the sidelines, you know. Okay. You can shout encouragement. It's fine. As long as she is not walking into the ring and injecting him with steroids, it's fine. <laughs> totally okay. Or she throws something in the ring to help him out. That's not okay. like, you know, If just, just using your words, shouting encouragement is fine. But actually going in there and interfering is interfering. So I don't think Bulma did anything wrong this time.
1: This time. <laughs> yeah, this time. I know, but I'm in the same camp as Nate. Like, I mean, you, oh, you just can't. like you can heckle a guy and you can't, you can't really tell how that affects. I mean, you can heckle somebody and they could lose their complete heart and that lose the match. That doesn't mean it was your fault. All exactly. You can just say, Hey, you suck. And if that makes you just say, Well, maybe I do suck. And you get punched <laughs> in the face and you lose. That's not my fault. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Why did you come here if you're going to let me do that? But like at the same time, you could just be like, "Yeah, Goku, you're amazing." And if he had woke up and from that and just be like, "Yeah, they're right. I am amazing." Like you can't, you know. So yeah, I agree. I, I'm with, I'm with Nate where it's like I wouldn't call it interference. He didn't actually do anything other than
0: what everybody else is doing. They're cheering for Goku too. So. Mm-hmm. Again, this it's a good thing we have Nate on for this episode because Nate, you you also have a lot of experience in like martial arts and fights <laughs> and stuff. So so there's that. Good to have that expertise on. But yeah, no, uh eventually at this point, um, this was another moment I really liked too, um, that kind of shows like sort of like a progression in like the fights and strength of Goku, where it's like, okay, Goku is now going back to his uh classic John Ken Fist, which we haven't seen in a while, so it was kind of nice to see at this point. And obviously he tries to use it against Jackie Chun. It doesn't work. And Jackie Chun's like, or uh, I should say Goku is like, oh, why didn't that work? Like, that's my grandpa's technique or whatever. And then I I love when like, you know, basically Goku has to like modify the move by being like, okay, I'm just going to yell out a thing different than what I'm going to use to punch him or whatever, which is great.
2: That is one of my um, favorite things in any anime or whatever where they where they shout out their moves is you call out one thing and do the opposite
0: it is pretty good Uh, but again I, i also like it as like a okay this is a move that like goku used to really rely on in the beginning but now he's up against a master like jackie Chun, and he clearly has to like modify his attack a bit otherwise it's completely obsolete which i mean it's still pretty obsolete after this point but in the moment yeah you have to like modify it a bit you know and I, I, I really like it, especially in, like, these big, like, shonen action series. I, I love seeing the progression of, like, you know, characters' moves and, like, how they use them in fights and stuff, you know? And then this is around the point where Jackie Chun uses his uh, Bangkoku Bikuri Sho, or as uh, as he Roshi pronounces it in the dub of Tenkaichi 3, Lightning Surprise! That was a bad impression, <laughs> but it's fine. Look, I play a lot of Tenkaichi 3, dubbed, and, like, that's one of the deliveries that's, like, just burned into my brain. Um, <laughs> al- along with Eric Vale as Trunks going, quarg. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very fun.
2: Look, that is the sound you make when you get hurt. It absolutely is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, you have experience. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but so th- this is, um, I actually looked into this because I know this was, like, a little bit of, like, a trivia thing that I heard, probably, like, on Konzenchu, and I'm just gonna repeat it here, but this attack in particular, you know, the attack where basically Goku gets trapped in, like, lightning or whatever, is, I guess the name of the attack is supposed to be, like, a reference to, like, uh, I guess, like, a like a talk show that, like, Toriyama probably watched in his youth, literally called, I think, the Bankoku Bikuri Show, or whatever, which, uh, again I prob- I probably heard it from an episode of the con podcast but again I-, I just thought that was like a really interesting like bit of trivia it's it- it's kind of like the equivalent of like if he had a character in an action show whose attack was called like good morning America or whatever
2: <laughs> that sounds about right like this is this is one of those references that's beyond any of us because this isn't the part that we grew up with. And that's yeah. what's cool about it, though, because then you learn something new. Like, you go down the rabbit hole and you find out that it's, like, the international surprise show.
1: Yeah. It's funny that you say that, Colton, because a, a Japanese band called Good Morning America did Supers <laughs> for sending, if I remember correctly.
0: That's right. That's right. I forgot about <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> it's all linked somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, good, good song. Really like that one. Probably one of my favorite endings from... Super, but Super has a lot of really good ending themes. It, though, it, it so. does.
1: I, 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 confess my sins on air that I have not watched Super yet, but I've watched all the endings for it, and I like <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, so like
2: that I'm that nervous. ending with all the uh, with the panels with all the different.
1: Yeah, uh, oh um, man, that, that the, one's my de- favorite uh, one. <laughs> the collectors, the oh shoot, uh, the devilish angel in angel, something like that. That's, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, God, I know the Japanese name of the song, but I don't know the English one. But yes, that one is one of my favorites by the Collectors.
0: Yes, it's such a good song. I listen to that one a lot on its own.
1: Uh, yeah. it's, it's a
0: good it's a good song, um, as, as well as a, just a good opening or a good ending visually. So there's that. Yes. Um, so good. But anyway, uh, we'll get to Super in probably a decade at this point. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of Crossing the Bridge when we get to it, but uh, yeah, this is... This is also another point, I guess, in this fight where like, and again, this is probably just me being super impatient because I can't help myself, but like, I feel like this is another one of those moments where you could argue like, oh, I wonder if they like kind of drag this out a bit. But also like, I do appreciate that like, I I think they give this uh, confrontation in particular like enough time for it to be like, oh, well, Goku's like trapped in this thing. Like, how is he going to like get out of this or whatever? Like, I, I I think this is like one of the few times where like, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, okay, they're clearly trying to pat the episode a little bit, but I think it's done in service of, like, the drama or whatever, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, And then, yeah, this is also the point where Goku looks at the moon, and he turns into a great ape, and he starts really wrecking the ring. I'm I'm kind of surprised in, like, all the, like, chaos and destruction that, like, Goku as a great ape didn't, like, step out of the ring. I mean, he's technically atop of the building and, like, destroying, but, like, I... I saw, he has one foot on the ring it still counts he's still technically in the match <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean I can you imagine being the person like even when Goku turns back to normal can you imagine being telling him uh, so technically you stepped out of the ring I don't want to be that guy that says that and maybe turns into that monkey again though <laughs> like, like I mean for from a bystander's point of view like at first yeah they all thought it was like an ability he had that he just could do that by choice so I don't want to be the guy to tell him like yeah you technically were out of the ring what
2: <laughs> <laughs> all the referees arguing like you tell him that <laughs> yeah,
1: all of them just being like yeah no you can you can talk to them." Well, i always said steve
2: why is it always me
1: that like gives people the bad news you guys do it
2: <laughs> you're just better at it steve you're able to you know it's just the way that you tell people you're like really chill and cool and you know people understand you so go tell the little feral monkey child who turned into king kong <laughs> that he was out of the ring
0: you got this man steve come on he likes you best
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love it but yeah that that is like um i actually didn't think about it see this is why it's great to have colton on like like i didn't think about that at all like that you know if he stepped out what would have happened if they did see that he stepped out of the ring i just always thought okay they were i mean everybody kind of took it, like, sort of, I know I'm getting a little ahead, but everybody kind of just took it in stride, like, oh, he just turned into a giant, oh, no, he's no, he's not a giant monkey anymore, okay, let's
0: continue the match, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> I'm, su- like, I mean, I'm sure it's because, like, everybody's, like, really enjoying the match, it's a good match, or whatever, but I'm still, like, if I were, if I were in that crowd, and, like, I just ran away from a giant monkey kid destroying everything in his path, or whatever, like, I don't know if I would come back. I think I would just <laughs> go home. I think that'd be the end of my day, honestly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we did get we did skip a little important thing that Jackie Chun
0: did. <laughs> Wait, what was that?
1: No, no, I was just about. No, no, I'm talking about the moon. Like it, it was not a big deal, though. You know, he just kind of blew no. up the moon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that
0: the, <laughs> to, to the announcer, it's a big it, deal.
2: It it started off so Goku transforms, turns into a great yes. ape. And Jackie Chun shoots this gigantic... Everybody's, like, saying, no, don't shoot Kamehameha, don't kill him. And Yamcha has this slow-motion run saying, no, stop! And the end of the episode spends, like, three whole minutes on reaction <laughs> shots and asking, did Goku really die? Is he gone? Now, imagine all the kids Freaking out and having to wait another week
0: to oh, watch man
2: Dragon Ball. They're going to go to the oh. store and buy the manga to find out what happened. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's So it's funny you say that. So um, we mentioned on the podcast before that uh, we are working off a particular set of episodes that have one, better audio and two, actually include like the next episode previews and stuff. Um, so the next episode preview for this episode uh, at the end of episode 27 starts off with like the uh, Bulma being like, oh, no, Goku's dead. And Jackie Chun being like, oh, yes, he, he fought very bravely or whatever. And then and then Goku's like, wait, I didn't lose. Wait, I'm I'm not dead. Watch the next episode or whatever.
2: <laughs> I got to see that as well, because I, I watched it on the um, on the DVDs, because I have I have all of Dragon Ball like physical as well. And watching watching that, I was like, oh, man, like. Having the last ep- – or not last episode. The next episode preview after the credits, like that's the full nostalgic experience is you got to have the opening, have the episode, have the eye catches in the middle, the rest of the episode ending, next episode preview. Like every single time. Marathon feature was a neat addition, Funimation, but I'm never using that, ever. <laughs>
0: You know, it, it was it was it was a neat thing to have for a while. I'm I don't even know if they still have that on their DVDs and stuff. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't know because like it it I think it is helpful for something like Dragon Ball Z, which is really long, or like and maybe, stuff maybe like One Piece. piece you know, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah that, I was about to say sense.
1: they 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 still do do it on the One Piece DVDs, at least most the ones that I. I mean, I haven't bought them in a while, but yeah, I do remember that. Though one question I have, like. You said that the, the DVDs from Funimation had the previews, do they? Cuz I have them and I've never seen the previews until we started using these uh these files. So I, I'm kind of surprised that you said that they were on the DVDs. Yeah,
2: I remember seeing those on these ones right here. Maybe it's a second printing or something like that.
1: Maybe, cuz mm-hmm. like I That's got mine like second hand off of eBay. Like I just somebody was selling the whole thing.
2: Like yeah, just, I I didn't buy these right away and yeah,
1: so it might be, yeah, it might be a thing that the one that I bought was maybe the first pressing,
0: so... Mm, that's that's interesting. Um, it's look, To be fair, it's really hard to keep track what's on what when it comes to, like, any release of anything Dragon Ball in North America, so it's fine.
2: Dragon Ball's U.S. releases in general are
0: just a huge mess. Yeah, yeah, that's an understatement, <laughs> honestly. The manga's got its
2: own issues, and the, the anime's got even more issues, and, like... They did the dragon boxes, and then they didn't, and yeah. it's just wild. There's so much stuff going on, and
0: yeah. Which is why I'm glad we're using these files, but what were we going to say, Sakaki? No, no,
1: I was just going to say, I, I don't know if it was on a show or just before we start recording, but I remember
0: you went through it with me, and I was just like, why? Sakaki made the mistake of asking, hey, what's the best release to buy? And I'm just like, buddy, do I have a page on Konzenshi for you? It's like our, we're <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be here for a couple hours, so that could be like its own podcast, honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah, like like Colton literally pulled out the you know the always sunny me- meme like with the chart, <laughs> and it's just like all right,
2: <laughs> the Colton system. Wait, wrong slide,
1: <laughs> and it, like it was like ten minutes of like him explaining the whole thing, to me, I was like, I just want to <laughs> watch Dragon Ball.
2: That's all. <laughs> <I just>
0: want- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, you got to know all this
0: first. Can I watch Dragon Ball yet? Not yet. No, <laughs> not explaining yet. Homework oh. first. <laughs> oh Holy shit! Why is it so hard to watch a thing we like? Anyway, this is a whole other thing. We should move on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was definitely uh, a moment where, like, again, I I didn't have the manga like in my memory at the time, so at first I thought I, I, it was weird. Like, I thought it was weird. Like, oh, they're ending on they're ending the episode on Goku might be dead. That's an interesting choice, but like. I believe, like, one of the manga chapters does the same thing, too. So it's like, ah, okay, there's that. But um I, I find it kind of interesting how, like... Because I feel like in the manga, Jackie Chun doesn't, like, waste any time, you know, telling Goku's friends, like... No, I didn't kill Goku. He's-, he's literally right over there. I feel like he takes a little longer to, like, tell everybody. Maybe it's just because, like, he's trying to, like, uh, regain his, like, composure. Like, he's tired after doing a big Kamehameha. But, like, everybody's, like, really, really upset. Like... Bulma's like crying her eyes out, like embracing Yamcha, like, th- like they they literally just lost like a, a like a member of the family, like it's really sad shit. <laughs> and like Jackie Chun's just like, no, no guys, he's he's trying, like I, I just imagine like trying to catch his breath trying to tell everybody for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But then we get to the point where it's like, no, Jackie Chun actually shot the moon, which you know. It's not, like, a super big deal, but it's a big deal to the announcer guy because he's like, oh, but what about, like, moon viewing parties and, like, moon mochi and, like, how will werewolves turn back into humans, which, <laughs> th- that definitely won't come back later. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, I was thinking about that. I was like, that was oddly sp- – I mean, knowing what happens next, yes. But, like, I was like, that's super oddly specific, know What are you trying <laughs> to say here? <laughs>
0: Maybe Toriyama actually planned out his story all along. I mean,
1: maybe. (laughs) Shoot. Like, it's been a thing on the show that we've mentioned a couple of times that, like, yeah, you know, uh, Dragon Ball definitely gets by on its charisma. It's not a series that's, like, super layered and everything like that. But then you have moments like that where it's, like, friggin', maybe Toriyama
0: really was sitting there thinking, huh, okay, I can use this later. (laughs) If he can set up anything, it's a good joke. There you go. Yeah. That's really all that matters. But... Yeah, Goku's not dead. Otherwise, this series would be over, and this would be one of the shortest podcasts I've ever done. So,
2: <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end. Master Roshi, I'm sorry, Jackie Chun blew away Goku, and now we don't have a show anymore.
0: Uh, yeah, it was it was nice having you on, Nate. Th- thank you for coming on the very last episode of Another Day, Another Adventure.
2: Yeah, all that other stuff I said about Dragon Ball Z was a lie. It's from an
0: all-time <laughs> This was an early, very elaborate April Fool's prank we decided. To <laughs> no, no, guys. There's Goku, and then there's Goku,
1: and there's two of them, and then that's the the other guys in Z. The, ah, yeah. The first yeah. one
0: died. I mean, that <laughs> explains it. They're different characters. It's a it's a different universe. It's,
1: it's written different with
0: different
2: universe. kanji. Exactly. Oh,
0: boy. But uh, I had a like random thought where I I, I just couldn't help but imagine like because we get the shot of like. You know, obviously Goku's buried, buried underneath all the rubble of the, like, the tournament and everything, and like you just kind of see his tail poking out. It'd be like, really, really darkly funny if it's like, oh, that's all that's left of him. <laughs> 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 Pull a single tail out. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. It'd be a very different show. Um, and then yeah, we, we get to the point where it's like, hey, Goku, go put on some clothes. We got to finish up the fight. And, um, ah oh, man, the rest of this fight is, uh, on, uh honestly, uh, pretty fucking amazing, and it's, it's really fucking good. It's just
2: and it's wonderful! After all this, like, technique, and one-upsmanship, and magic, and powers, it's just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just beat the crap out of each other, and it's
0: beautiful. Oh my god, like, they've spent everything, like, R- R- Roshi, or Jackie Chun, uh, tries to pull a Kamehameha out of his ass, and he's literally like, ha, <laughs>
2: And that's, it. <laughs> that's it. Well, and then we get we get this insert song from Oh my yes. god. We get a specific <laughs> insert song, Meza se Tenkaichi, and it's it's just for this. And it's awesome as there's there's a couple stills and then they just fight for the rest of the of the episode and it's wonderful. I love that so much.
1: It's, it's like a barge tale because it like, goes through the entire tournament to get us to, to this point. It's it's so anime, and I had the stupidest grin on my face when I was watching it. Like I totally forgot about the song until it started. I was like, what, what, what?
0: holy crap, yes, there was this. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't listening to this uh, one song millions and millions of times uh, <laughs> while we were still like... Kind of going through this portion of the show, it's it's su- it's such a good song.
2: Look, Dragon it's, Ball has good a, insert good. songs. Like it does. Yeah. they have. I love the openings and I love the endings. But when they have an insert song for a specific scene, it is endlessly memorable. It's so cool.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, definitely a reason why I've been uh, using this song at the end of for these episodes of the podcast because you just can't. It's against the law.
2: Oh, actually, one more thing I want to bring up. Um, at the yeah. start of every. Uh, Tenkaichi Wudokai episode, they have this, like, boom. Yeah! Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. yeah. They have, it's the Golden Harvest opening. Yeah. It is the Golden Harvest pictures opening to start yeah. every... Yeah, if, if, you, if you watch a lot of kung fu movies, Golden Harvest is one of the big studios. Raymond Chow's studio. You know, Jackie Chan and Jet Li and a lot of great people. Sammo Hung worked for, worked for Golden Harvest. And that... Just look up the Golden Harvest opening. The boom, boom, boom... And that's like, that's how you know the good shit's going to be starting. And Dragon (laughs) Ball is doing exactly that. And it's
0: so good. Huh, that's interesting. I had no idea that wasn't that was a reference. Like, I just, I just kind of thought it was like a cool thing they would like use to like start off particular episodes. So, okay, now I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally looking it up right now. Holy shit, it is the same Right. <laughs> Yo, hold oh, on, now I have to. But, like, yeah, like, I thought it was a
1: reference to something because it just seemed like it, it was both a thing where it was just like, it seems very kind of off putting a little bit, but then also it fits. So I just like, it, this doesn't feel like a Dragon Ball thing. It feels like it adapted it from something and it's doing a good job with it, but I never was able to figure out what it was.
0: <laughs> Yo, that's actually really dope. Nate, you are really uh, making me feel validated to have you on the show right now. Oh, well,
2: thank you very much. That is that is my thing. I I talk about people beating each other up, and that's fun.
0: <laughs> it is fun. Um, but I mean, I don't know if there's really like a whole lot more to say about like that section of the episode in particular, other than it's 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 just it's just fucking good. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like uh, a lot of it's very well animated. Um, obviously, I I feel like it's safe to say they're pulling like very small shortcuts with having like you know the first person shots of like Chun and Goku kind of like. Uh, kind of like doing moves at the screen or whatever it speaking of it's always sunny earlier I think it's poisoned my brain because like I couldn't help but think about like whenever Mac does like
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're right well something that I think is is kind of neat about Dragon Ball li- related to what Mac does whenever Mac does quote-unquote karate <laughs> something I love about Dragon Ball and I think is part of its charm is is that aside from like Jackie Chun doing drunken fist that one time, nobody does any specific like you can't point to this and say, oh, that's Muay Thai, oh that's that's Wing Chun, you know? It's it's just the Dragon Ball fighting style. And mm, okay. everybody kinda has a collection of similar moves, and it doesn't matter like what it is as long as it looks cool. And that's that's absolutely what Mac is doing, because Mac's a dumbass and has never studied karate, but it is cool in Dragon Ball, and I appreciate that so much.
0: So he's basically doing Dragon Ball karate. Yes. <laughs> Mac would love oh, Dragon Ball. Mac and Charlie would watch Dragon Ball together. You know, I, I could see that. Yeah. And yeah,
2: Sweet D would come I, in and be like, what the fuck are you guys watching? You're grown adults and you're watching cartoons.
0: Oh my god, yeah.
2: And then Frank would Why? get into it later. He would he would dismiss <laughs> it, but then he'd really get into it. And like buy a bunch of merch and open like
0: a weeb shop that sells figures. <laughs> Frank just comes to the bar like, hey, you guys, anime's mainstream now! Or whatever. Yes.
2: <laughs> and Dennis would be like, wait, a lot of chicks go to conventions.
0: <laughs> why why is this not an episode yet? I hope th- I hope oh, this is an episode God. at some point. <laughs>
2: the gang gets into anime. <laughs> Oh, oh, man, I hate yeah. you because I
1: I want this to be real. I do too. I just started Always Sunny and this is this is the I'm I'm so mad that now I'm you're telling me that this isn't an episode. So I, have, I have nothing to look forward to. I'm not watching it anymore. I I've gotten to season 4. That's as far as
0: I need to go.
2: No, get to season 7 and watch the Charlie Work episode. At least that. <laughs>
0: that 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 is a good episode. Yeah, yeah probably- There's a
2: lot of great ones, but like yeah, just hang in there.
0: All right. I mean, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But yeah, <laughs> but well, Welcome welcome to another sunny another Philadelphia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not Dragon Ball Super, it's Dragon Ball Sunny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Um that's enough. It's always Sunny Talk. Um uh, but yeah, this is yeah, but seriously, this this all is really good. Um but Oh, we forgot to mention uh, right before this, uh, I think one of my favorite like little bits that uh, definitely when I first read the manga, I was like, oh shit, oh, um, like it had me on the edge of my seat, was when um, Goku knocks Roshi out of the ring, oh, and yeah. you think Roshi's out of the ring, and then everybody's like, oh, he's out of the ring, and- but then it cuts back to him,
2: and his foot is like wedged into the side of the ring, <laughs> and he's like, I haven't lost yet, and I'm just like, oh, what a badass. <laughs>
0: Oh man! I
2: admit,
1: I admit. When I was watching Anime, I was like, "Wait, no! I know he loses. So what? I mean, I know he wins. So what? What?" And then, yeah, then they revealed that. I'm like, "Oh, right, right, right. That that is a thing. It, it's great watching this thing. Like you remember the big strokes and everything, but then the little. Because like, I the one thing I did remember is like." I remember he went, cause like they had the whole struggle at the end where they're like, okay, there's no such things as ties here. So somebody has to stand up and declare, I'm the winner. And I love that specifically with a smile on your face, you have to say, I win. And I remember that Roshi like made a whole drama out of it. He's like, Ugh, uh, I win.
0: Hey. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Um, though I will say that last clash where, uh, they both like try to kick each other and Goku only loses. Because he's just not not very tall. His feet are not very long.
2: Sometimes that's all it takes, though. It's like it's there. You have all this strategy and all this planning, but sometimes it's just a little bit of bad luck, and then you lose.
0: Yep. Oh, it's a shame.
1: It, it is great how this whole thing has been so outlandish, and he loses on something that is like pretty
0: normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's. I I think when I think about like the manga in particular, that's like one of the things I think about is like the huge page spread of like their clash. Like that's still like one of my favorite pages from the manga in particular. It's so good. Um but yeah, I mean unfortunately for Goku he doesn't win. Um but I think something we we brought up last episode that I think I really like in particular is like how good like Goku's a good sport. He he t- he takes it in stride and I think that's nice. More more people should be like Goku in that respect, I think. He's
2: disappointed he lost but he's For sure, like, yeah. you know what it gives me something to work towards that's exciting
0: yeah i mean and even in the first episode he
1: wasn't like i mean he he made it clear that he doesn't intend to lose but even when the announcer asked him hey so what do you think your prospects are and after he explained he explains what prospects are <laughs> um like it was like i don't know if i'm gonna win i'm just gonna go out there and do my best i mean that's all i can tell you
2: yeah and that's so cool
1: yeah and the announcer's like okay fair that's totally fair or whatever. Yeah, you know, for a kid your age, that's what I mean, that's pretty pretty decent, you know, uh a pretty decent ideology for a kid your age. Yeah, sure. You know, go with it. And I like that. Like I mean there there of course you have the shonen protagonists that are the kind of, you know, I'm not gonna lose, I'm never gonna back down, yeah, I'm going in this with the right attitude with the attitude that I cannot be defeated. And honestly speaking, I will say a lot of times I like to see those kind of characters get their ass beat. <laughs> but <even laughs> oh yeah for Maybe sure I'm just that kind of guy but like yeah i i actually kind of like it when the main character goes on with that attitude and you know gets taught a lesson versus goku who's just kind of like oh uh, you know i'm just here to have fun honestly if i win great if i don't there's something else to achieve for i mean to achieve to try to achieve towards
0: mm-hmm. but yeah at this point everything's said and done the tournament's done jackie chun gets his money and now he's turning back into Roshi, which I'm kind of surprised that like once he meets up with the rest of the gang, Roshi's not just like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, like he's he's not just like doubled over in pain. He's just
2: like, super <laughs> slightly, He's like, okay, I had I have to like make it look good, and he waits till everybody's out of sight to be like, oh
0: god, my bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think one of my ribs is broken. Oh no, nope, twelve of them are broken. That's cool. <laughs>
2: shattered my hand on a 12-year-old skull.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I will say one thing I really liked, too, was, like, this is such a small thing, but, like, when he's walking by that one kid and having his fantasies of what he'll do with the money, the way that the camera pans around the kid... I, was I really good. like how that I really liked how they did that. Yeah, like, that was pretty good. At first, the, the weird the way the kid's kind of moving, it looks like the kid's walking, but no. Then the camera cuts over, and it's actually him walking past the kid. And I just really like how
0: that's just done. Yeah, this kid's just watching this old man have a furious nosebleed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna subscribe to so many OnlyFans. <laughs>
1: Oh man! And what's great is this episode was done by our one animator, uh, uh, Katsuyuki Aoshima again. Oh wow! Yeah, all by himself. <laughs> this whole so, episode? Yeah, uh, episode twenty eight was him. Like, I mean, of course. Wow. When one thing I should definitely clarify for people out there, this guy didn't just sit there in a hot Toei oven <laughs> and draw the whole <laughs> episode himself. He did the keyframes. Like, there are people who do in between animations still, and there were okay a few of them but he did like the key drawings and all of that they were it was
0: all aoshima oh wow that's that's pretty amazing honestly and then uh yeah i mean basically at this point roshi meets up back up with everybody and uh treats goku and everybody to dinner and goku eats out the whole restaurant I'm, i don't i don't think they have any more food afterwards <laughs> And, I mean,
1: of course, it, it's just not Toriyama without, like, Moroshi's got all these, like, obviously perverse ideas that he's going to use his money. But no, Goku eats him out of all of it. That's, that's <sighs> what he it deserves. It's, it's a Pyrrhic victory. Like, Goku didn't win, but he didn't lose either. <laughs> in, in essence, it was his money. He used it. So It's, all, it's almost
0: like indirect payback.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so good.
0: I also appreciate how they cap off uh, Goku eating with when they tell him like, "Hey, look, it's time to go," and Goku's like, oh, "Okay, I get it. Everything in moderation, you know." <laughs> yeah, to <praise> the <laughs> it's a pretty good punchline.
2: Like sometimes you lose. Okay, like, that's the other thing yeah, I like I, about about Dragon Ball as well. Like original Dragon Ball, it's that Goku loses pretty regularly. Like he does win when it counts. Yeah, he wins when like his friends' lives are on the line, or like someone's trying to hurt him or his friends, that's when it's important. And that's when he pulls out all the stops and takes out the bad guy. But in Mm -hmm. competition, somebody can be better than you. In that moment, somebody can be better than you. And that's what's so exciting about that, that flux, you know, and not to jump too far ahead, but the next two tournaments are great. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. And that's what I really love about those tournament arcs.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just a small thing before we wrap up the show soon I, I i love how when they're trying to tally up the bill and the, the guys uh cash register just like shorts out it's so good
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i think that's really about it for these episodes and this arc where we're, we're done with the 21st tournament and uh oh man um i mean i guess like right before we end the show i don't know if you like Especially Sakaki, I mean Nate, obviously you haven't been with us through the whole run or anything, but I mean I don't know if you guys just have any like overall thoughts on like the twenty first tournament in general before we head out or
1: uh yeah, I I mean of course obviously this was the first um you know, the first of many tournaments and, and I kinda like how uh Toriyama starts off with it, it, it definitely builds up in like tension. Like it does start off to be like more of just gags that we've seen so far in Dragon Ball. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then, you know, and it's like I said earlier, which is it leads up to this serious match where it is just two guys, you know, throwing hands at each other. And I think it's because we had those gags leading up into this moment that, you know, it it becomes that much more pertinent when they get to that point. Though, even with that, even saying that, you know, Jackie Chun's matches were, for the most part, pretty serious. So we know of him as a serious contender and not just kind of like, you know besides the fact that we know he's roshi and i like that that's used as this device where it's like one roshi entering the tournament is not just okay i'm just gonna have some fun i'm gonna just fuck with these guys for a while no it's like i don't want them to get conceited
2: it's like this is a serious teaching moment
1: yes yes and i want my students to know that hey there's the ceiling can always be higher and, I, I mean, I like that idea to begin with. And the fact that, yeah, now we get to actually see... Up until now, we've only seen Roshi in, like, as the perverted old master, you know, trope. But being able to see him in action, you know, now we know, okay, he is... There is some legitimacy behind his words. So, I, I did like that. And, yeah, I mean, there were some matches that were genuinely pretty funny. And we got to see Krillin, the fruits of Krillin and Goku's um training. And, of course, their match was, like, one of the best animated ones there, but, like, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, were, that was a like, gorgeous yeah. fight.
1: But, yeah, overall, I, I, it definitely is a great building, uh, stepping stone to the, the next tournaments, and I like that it is an incremental thing, you know? And the fact that Goku did lose means that there is more for us to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I think that was definitely one of the things that, again, I... Uh, i mean I, I was gonna say my story's weird but i guess it's not that weird considering i also started originally with z as a kid but like it, it was it was kind of fun going from z into you know quote unquote the original dragon Ball reading through the manga actually from the beginning for the first time and and you know just seeing because you know in z you're kind you're kind of used to goku winning at that point uh for the most part but like seeing Goku actually like lose his fights every once in a while was or at least most of the time, I think is it, it's just such a stark contrast to like what you're used to if you if you're only familiar with Z and that's definitely like the position I was in. So like you know see, seeing Goku lose this match, it was like oh I did I didn't like see that coming. And you know when we get onto the other tournaments, like I've mentioned before, that's what I love about I guess the first three tournaments is that they are kind of like. They're basically all Goku's journey to finally winning and, like, you know, being his best and whatnot. Like, it it feels like kind of a complete arc for him. Like, it it, it feels nice to, like, go through that journey with Goku. And I think that's the thing I like about these tournaments most of all.
1: I think I agree with, with and as for Goku losing, I think Nate, like, nailed it, which is the fact that the stakes are different. Like, yeah. in Z, you know, it's an, as everybody knows about Z at this point, it is an escalating thing. You know, stakes just keep escalating. At that point, Goku losing means that there's going to be a whole planet that gets fragged or something.
2: Like, the world is going to end, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, at that point, he can't lose. So, it, it is, like, which goes back to what we've been saying. Like, it is just nice to have Dragon Ball. Whereas, like, the worst that will happen if Goku loses is like, okay, I gotta try again next year.
0: Tournament arcs are always good. Mm. oh my god yeah i i you know i i do appreciate this tournament you know obviously this being the first tournament it's obviously a lot more gag heavy because that's just toriyama's comfort zone but but, like like we've been saying i do appreciate how it like the builds up to this final match and like how there's still like a lot of good like gags in this fight but it's still mostly like Uh, a mostly pretty serious fight there's still like a lot of good tension and you know if this is your first time watching the fight you really don't know like who's gonna win i don't think uh you know it might it might not be fair to say i don't think this is like my favorite tournament per se but like it is it's a good it's a good starting point like it's a good taste of like the other tournaments to come you know especially since the other tournaments are way more traditional and like you know the fighting and everything and like uh the obviously the stakes are also way higher in the next few uh which also makes them uh very fun to uh to go through but um yeah i mean i don't i don't think we have any other like stray thoughts we want to put out there these, these episodes were good and i really enjoyed watching them and yeah i'm i'm just i'm excited to get into the red ribbon army arc that's going to be sick is- also
2: you're going to get some good filler dragon ball has good filler and nobody talks about that enough
0: yeah, the anime original filler stuff has been really interesting to go through, because obviously there's, like uh, – the first arc does kind of have, like, its share with, like, the extra, like, Pilaf uh, gang stuff or whatever, which I – really, I really like a lot of that stuff, actually, which is really funny, because uh, the first time I went through the anime, that was the thing that, like, really turned me off the most, actually – Um but my 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 taste and like humor have really changed to the point where it's like I really appreciate those scenes and I think they really add to those episodes actually. But um uh but yeah no I'm like like I said I'm really interested in getting into the like next couple episodes here because I uh obviously this is my first time going through the anime in particular so I've I've never like seen any of the filler before so I'm not I'm not really sure what to expect other than I guess we're gonna get more Nam which is always cool uh and. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just i mean I'm bleh, can't talk. I'm so excited I can't talk. Like I'm I'm just I'm interested in like finally getting past the point where I stopped originally. So basically everything from here on is pretty much new for me. So I'm I'm very excited to get into the rest of it. Um, but yeah, I think we could just end the show there. Um I thought this was a pretty good discussion and Nate uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we can have you back on in the future.
1: Yeah, it was great talking to you. I, I've always loved some of your analysis of shonen manga and martial arts. So it, this is definitely, this is a chance for me to, to say that I've enjoyed some of those tweets.
2: Thank you very
0: much. But. Yeah, uh, I guess until the next time we have you on, um, Nate, if you want to go ahead and plug whatever you want, tell people where you can find you, all that jazz. All
2: I want to plug is please follow me on Twitter, at sign Nate Ming, N-A-T-E-M-I-N-G, and you will hear me talk about action and movies and action movies, shonen manga, food, um, life lessons, I don't know, a little bit of everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate's a good follow, you should definitely be following him. Thank you. And I guess, um, Sakaki, do you want to go ahead and plug your stuff? Sure. Uh, um,
1: I guess, uh, well, let me start on my personal Twitter. You can find me at Kiroban, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. Yes, I'm keeping everybody on your toes. I don't usually advertise this first. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's just where I talk about things and stuff. If you in things and stuff, definitely get that to follow. But The Real Action is at WS's Talkback, where I talk about Shonen Sunday and everything going on in Shonen Sunday. And we are the one Twitter account. There are lots of magazine Twitters out there, but we're the ones that actually go through the entire magazine of what we're talking about. The magazine of which Twitter is based on. So that's a lot of work and a lot of fun. And I hope people will check that out. Uh, you can also go to WSS Talkback at Blogspot.com, which is where interview where we translate interviews, review manga from Shonen Sunday, and as I've always said, if you're interested, you read Shonen Sunday manga. It doesn't have to be currently running. It could be something that's ended. It could be something that's. It doesn't have to be in Weekly Show on Sunday, even. As long as it's Shogakuka-related, we are definitely always looking for people to write about what they're passionate about. Um, Besides that, I am also on podcasts with our good friends Marion and um, V-Lord, the Demon Slayer podcast, D Slayer podcast on Twitter. Uh, Saturday Night Shoggy, Sat Night Shoggy, which is basically the Twitter that... um. I, I, basically the podcast that you could kind of associate with, w, with a weekly show got condition but I don't like saying that I know everybody says I should but eh. and of course uh, you can also check us out on the Shaman King podcast Shaman King pod over soul Shaman King podcast so those are, I also write for Tsunami Faithfully even though I haven't for a while life has been challenging but um, I, I hope to get back to that at some point and yeah generally speaking that's where you can find me
0: All right. Definitely please go follow Sakaki as well. Follow both Nate and Sakaki for me, please. I beg you. Um, But yeah, I guess as for me, I'm Colton. You can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. Uh, I also do a lot of other podcasts. I'm involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, And I'm not going to go over all of them here. But you can find links to basically anything I'm doing over at my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com. Basically, I have a page dedicated to whatever podcast projects I'm involved in. Uh, including past projects, as well as like a bunch of other guest spots I've done on other shows. Um, so if you're interested in basically anything else I'm doing besides the show, again, that's at coltoncorner.wordpress.com. You can find all my stuff there. But as for, I guess, everything involving this podcast and the Day in an Adventure, the podcast that you're listening to right now, you can basically find every episode of the podcast posted first over at anotherdbpod.wordpress.com. That's our website, blog I've made for the podcast. Uh you're interested in any of the show notes, uh, that we're probably going to list for this episode. You'll basically find them there. You can follow us on Twitter as well, at Another DB Pod. That's basically where you'll get the latest updates on this podcast. I guess uh, subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcast or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. And, you know, leave us a rating and review. It really helps the visibility of our show, especially since we're still a pretty new show at this point. I would love it if you guys would uh, leave a rating and review. It really helps the visibility of our show. Uh, and just in general, we love getting your guys' feedback. So subscribe to the podcast. But, uh, you know, if you are subscribed to the podcast on our public feeds, and this happens to be the latest episode that you're listening to, uh, guess what? We have five new episodes of this podcast waiting for you at patreon.com slash manga mavericks in particular, where if you sign up for the $3 tier, you'll get to listen to the five newest episodes of this podcast, Uh, basically before they're up on the main feed. Basically, every month or so, I'm uploading a new podcast to the public feed and also uploading an even newer podcast onto our Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash manga mavericks at the $3 tier if you want to be even more up to date on this podcast. I feel bad because I sometimes forget to uh, plug this in particular. Uh, If you enjoy uh, our album art and just the art for our podcast in general, that was done by my good friend Taylor at TaySamey on Twitter. That's T-A-Y-S-A-M-E-Y. Um, and, if you know, if you like our art, um, maybe go follow her on Twitter. Maybe commission her for something. Um, I really love the art that she contributed for our show. I'm so proud of our album art. It's so cute, and I love it. Um, so, again, if you're interested in uh, basically any of her art, again, that's at TaySami on Twitter. And then I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, email us at anotherdbpod at gmail.com. Uh, do you have any thoughts on any of the episodes we've covered so far, especially these ones? Uh, any thoughts on any episodes we haven't covered on the show yet? Um, just any thoughts on Dragon Ball in general. We would love to like you know hear what you guys think. If you send us an email, we, we will read it on the show. We love getting emails. We haven't gotten very many yet, but uh, you know just, just send us whatever thoughts or questions on Dragon Ball you have or the podcast, whatever. We'll, we'll read them on the show. Once again, that's at another dbpod at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's about it for all of our plugs. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, join us next time as we cover episodes 29 to 31 and uh, I don't know if it technically starts next time because there's a lot of anime filler but at the very least we will make our way into the Red Ribbon Army arc we're starting a whole new arc and I'm really excited and uh, hopefully we'll have another special guest on for that next episode Uh, still gotta iron some things out but uh, yeah Um, again look forward to the next episode and look forward to us covering the Red Ribbon Army arc next time And yeah, I guess until then, guys, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure.